reminded by David and sometimes by my wife, so I think maybe I'll accept that. Oh, boy. Okay, so here we go. Um, taking a look at Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. Um, first, before I get started, I would like to just um, bow our heads and say a prayer and, and then go from there. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you again uh, for the honor and the privilege uh, to be up here speaking to these men. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you give me the words that you can use in their hearts and stir their hearts and stir up their passion for you. And dear God, I just pray that you can connect with each and every one of these men. Open up their minds, open up their hearts, and stir that fire in their hearts that they pursue you. And I ask that you continue to you. I ask you to continue to reveal yourself to them, <clears throat> so that they can go out and share their stories for your glory. Amen. Well, I have a confession to make. Um, I'm not a professional speaker. You guys may have not realized that yet, so I'm going to clue you in. I am no pastor, and I'm certainly no preacher. Uh, But I do know Jesus. I do talk to God. I pray a lot. I read scripture. I even go to a theology class, but that does not make me a theologian by any stretch. It just makes me realize how little I really know. I also have another confession to make this morning that um, I'm not going to reveal anything new in Ecclesiastes. There's no new revelation, no new truths for you. So if that's what you're looking for, I'm sorry. But there's a lot of that stuff on the Internet. I can tell you that right now. I've read a lot of commentaries. I've read a lot of essays. And I have to say, you know, one of the overarching themes, because we're going to be talking about seasons, I'm looking at verses 1 through 8 this morning. But one of the overarching themes is just the sovereignty of God. How his timing is perfect, how everything is made and has been created to point back to him. And along those lines, it is so important to trust him, trust him in all things, good, bad, confusing, everything. So even though I'm not a theologian, um, I do have some stories and I do have some life experiences and We all do. And so what I would like to do is encourage you guys this morning and challenge you. As we talk about these seasons, look back on your life. Identify those seasons where, you know, it doesn't have to be a bad season. It could be a good season. It could have been a a season where, where you just had to kind of wait and be patient. But I challenge you to look back and examine those seasons and find out where, you know, as you examine them, you say, man, the end, what happened, what came out of that was something so much better than I could have ever written <clears throat> so much better than than I ever could have imagined and something that I never expected and if you're struggling with finding those seasons you know just ask God God please reveal those seasons and 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 let me know what I need to be focusing on recognizing recognizing and at the same time thanking you for and then I'm going to go one step further once you find those seasons and once you recognize those seasons and you get them reconciled in your heart and your mind share them share those seasons I mentioned that um, share them with other people share them with your wife your kids um, your co-workers the lost people you don't know Feel, I mean, be free with sharing those stories. I mentioned earlier that um, going to a theology class, 
and it's uh, led by our pastor at our church. And the reason he did it, it's a men's theology class. The reason he did this is because he recognized that we as men aren't necessarily going to go into a conversation um, or any kind of discussion unless we have all the facts. We have a tendency to play it safe. And when it comes to theology, um, it's hard to gain a firm grasp. I mean, there's people out there that know a heck of a lot more. I mean, the speakers before me, Greg Snyder, Rick Bonner, no way I can stand up to those guys and challenge them theologically. But I do have evidence in my life of God working, and I can share that. And that is powerful. It is encouraging for people. It is inspiring for people. And it demonstrates that God is alive and real. Because how can God possibly have taken a blackout drunk from six years ago and placed him here? That's not a Mike Winslow thing. That's a God thing. And, it's a, and it has a tremendous impact for other people. So I encourage you to think about that as we go through this. <clears throat> So Ecclesiastes um, chapter 3, 1 through 8, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck, a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up. So obviously we're going through some seasons here. I'm not going to go through all of that. I only got 10 minutes. There's 14 pairs of contrasting activities through those verses. The bottom line, though, is there's a rhythmic somewhat repetitive sequence. Now, one thing that is constant in our lives, and that is change. Some changes are subtle. Some changes are drastic. But again, there's a rhythm to life. And again, it can be repetitive. And what this has a tendency to do is distract us. We will step aside. We'll get busy with life, get busy with our kids, get busy with our jobs. And so we kind of put aside. When we're looking for margin, it seems that the thing we need most is what we put aside first. And that is time like this quiet time with God, scripture, church all of a sudden becomes optional, Bible studies just become, I don't have time for that, prayer time becomes, oh, I'll pray in the car on the way to wherever I'm going. So we push that aside. And I challenge you guys not to do that. A good friend of mine, he's a military guy, and um, he said that they were always taught, and it was ingrained in their minds, that we don't rise to the occasion, we fall back on our training. And I tell you what, as rhythmic and as mundane and as routine as life can be, stuff will hit the fan. And it's in that moment where we are going to have to fall back on our training. We're going to have to know instinctively what to do. So when we're faced with decisions that completely and entirely baffle us, we're going to have to rely on God to provide us what we need to get through it, both emotionally and mentally. So, in May 2017, um, my sister was diagnosed with cancer. In May 2017, my sister was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, March of 2018, she had major surgery, and it was um, hysterectomy, splenectomy. They had to remove a part of her liver and also remove a part of her spleen. And the surgery was a success. They got all the cancer out, and she was doing quite well. So in May of 2018, so a little less than a year ago, she was going back to her doctor, her surgeon, to get clearance to go back to work. Um, when she was getting out of the car, she fell and hit her head. And she was, because of the cancer, uh, cancer has a tendency to throw up blood clots, so she was on a blood thinner. Um, so she began bleeding on the brain. Well, they immediately rushed her to ORMC. 
um, wheeled her into surgery, and it was a two and a half hour procedure. And so, after all of this was happening, um, I went to go visit um, the surgeon just to try to and, and talk with him and, and just try to grasp what happened and, and, and what next. And and he said when they opened up her skull because they had to relieve all the pressure, um, he said the brain looked angry. I asked what that meant. He says, it's not good. She spent 10 days in ICU. After 10 days, they put her in hospice and she passed in 2018. She's leaving behind her daughter, her adopted daughter, Riley, who was 16 at the time. Now, as I was going through this, for the 10 days that she was in ICU, I would go visit her. And as I would, uh, I would go at night, it was quiet. Um, very low activity. It was dark, and it was just nice to just to sit up there and and try to reconcile through my head and my heart just 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 what's happening. And and she was she laid up. She looked like my sister. Just looked like she was sleeping. Um, but her head was shaved. She did have um, monitors on her head, um, monitoring her brain activity, which there, there there wasn't much. And but she looked normal, and I, I could hear. I could hear her voice. I, I, I could just kind of waiting for her to to, to sit up. It was very surreal. <clears throat> I mean, her nails were painted, and um, it was just a very strange time. But I would sit in that room. I just had a whirlwind of thoughts. You know, what next? What, how's this going to impact us? How's this going to impact her? How's it? Just all this stuff going on. That was in my head, and then in my heart. I, it was just broken. It was broken for her. It was broken for my parents. It was broken for her daughter, Riley. It was broken for, for me. Um, it, she's, she's a believer. Uh, there's no doubt about where she is now. But at the same time, she's going to be missed. And, and, but, but what if she, you know, she pulls through? What is that going to require? All this going through my head. And in, a, in an instant, day one, God's like, stop. And I just had this mantra. And I just kept repeating, and God, I don't understand what's going on, but I trust you. I trust you, God. I don't know what's next. I trust you, God. I believe you, God. You are sovereign. You're in charge. You authored this. I trust you. And that is what got me through. Falling back on my training to trust in God, the most important thing. And so now, as we go through these seasons, there are seasons within seasons, and that's what we're going through. My wife, Hadley, and I, we are the guardian of Riley. Riley is 18 years old. She doesn't know her biological parents, never met them, and the only parent she has known is now gone. At 17 years old, she's now in a new high school trying to find her way. She's lost. We don't always have the words to encourage her. We don't always have the ability to let her know how much she's loved. She's dealing with a lot of different issues at one time, trying to figure things out, and we don't always know what to do. And there's moments where we get sad. But I do know this. I know for a fact that God loves Riley more than Hadley and I do. I also know that God is writing a story in Riley's life that is going to have an impact 
on his kingdom. And I know for a fact that she is going to be taken care of regardless of what me and my wife do. As long as we are pouring into her love, encouragement, and support, I know that God will take care of her and lead her way. And regardless of what we do, it is going to be for his glory. And that makes me feel so good. And that's because I trust God. I trust God with all my heart. And I know he is sovereign. And I know this is just a season. It's a season for me. It's a season for my wife. It's a season for for, for Riley, for sure. But I know it's all going to turn out well. And it's going to be fantastic to witness this. And it is an honor and a privilege to be able to watch this, watch this young lady grow up and go through all of this and to see finally, ultimately, what she's going to become. And I can't wait. And like I said, I'm humbled to be part of that. And so I want to leave you with this. The whole purpose of God creating this world is to display his glory. Before this world was even created, God knew about the fall. God knew he was going to have to sacrifice his son for us. And God was not only going to have to sacrifice his son, it was going to be at the hands of man that he created. And he did it anyways. And the reason he did that is because he loves us so much that he's creating us to spend time with him in eternity. And to me, that is so exciting. So when I sit there and I look at these situations and I look at what happened to my sister and I look at what happens, what's going on with Riley, I'm just filled with so much hope and so much joy and just so much awe to the fact that I cannot wait to be part of this and to see how it all comes together. Because at the end of the day, it's all about displaying his glory and he's never wrong. Amen. Amen.